Dread stared at Luciel from the depths of the rowdy crowd. Concealed under a heavy hood, only the stranger's black eyes dared to meet her gaze among the growing throng. The man's eyes refused to flinch or shift from her face. His stare was free of the hatred she had gotten from the others, but also devoid of mercy. He held on to her gaze like an anchor to her soul, testing her fortitude, knowing full well her fear's vast range. She had always been meant for the fire, even as she had escaped the blaze that killed her parents and burned the inn to the ground. Luciel had known that the flame's greedy god would return to claim her life. But she hadn't expected it to happen after days of torture, surrounded by the raging mob, found guilty of a crime she didn't commit, betrayed and condemned. The town's cobbler, one of her husband's best customers, tightened the noose around her neck until it cut off her breath. She had waited on him countless times at the shop, and had always padded his order with a free measure of coriander to help with his wife's cough. But none of the town's inhabitants seemed to remember any of her kindnesses as of late. On the contrary, the crowd was booing and jeering when they weren't pelting her with rotten fruit. They treated her as if she were a common thief. The brute who had conducted her torture shoved the cobbler aside, tying her elbows and wrists around the wooden stake. Orel. She remembered his name. His bearded face might have been handsome, if not for the permanent leer. Like the magistrate, he wore the king's burgundy colors. But his role had been more vicious. Had he been granted more time, he might have succeeded at extracting the false confession he wanted. But the magistrate was in a hurry, afraid of any possible unrest. Orel yanked on the ropes tightening her bonds. The wound on her back broke open all over again. She swallowed a strangled hiss. It was as if the thug wanted her to suffer, as if he had a private reason to profit from her pain. But she had never seen him until three days ago, when he and the magistrate had shown up unannounced, making random accusations. Luciel couldn't understand any of this. She knew that the king's justice was notoriously arbitrary. It was one of the main reasons why she loathed living under King Riva's rule. But she also knew better than to express her opinion. Ruin and tragedy trailed those who dared to criticize the king. That's why she had never mentioned her misgivings to anyone. What had she done to deserve this fate? And why did they continue to be so cruel? After all, she wasn't fighting them anymore. True, she had resisted at first. Out of fear and pride, she had tried to defend herself. But in the end, it hadn't mattered. Her accusers had relied on the testimony of the devious liar who had turned her in, Aponte Rummins, her own husband. The mock hearing had been too painful to bear, too absurd to believe. Aponte swore before the magistrate that Luciel was a secret practitioner of the forbidden odd arts. It was ridiculous. How could anyone believe that she, who had always relied on logic, measure, and observation to mix her remedies, could possibly serve the odd god's dark purposes?
and how could anyone believe Aponte's lies? But they did. They believed him as he called on his paid witnesses and presented fabricated evidence, swearing that he himself had caught her at the shop, worshipping the odd god. In the end, it had been her husband's false testimony that provided the ultimate proof of the heinous charge for which Lucielle was about to die. Burning torch in hand, the magistrate stepped forward. Still in shock, Lucielle swallowed a gulp of bitter horror and steeled for the flame's excruciating pain. She didn't want to die like a shrieking coward, but nothing could have prepared her for what happened next. The magistrate offered the torch to Aponte. The king upholds a husband's authority over his wife in the kingdom, the magistrate shouted for the crowd to hear.